Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Straight from your waking nightmare, it's the Morning After podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, the Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With a large selection of cars, SUVs, crossovers, and trucks, and payments as low as $250 a month, Rob and his crew have exactly what you need. And with one of Idaho's largest Subaru service centers, Rob and his crew have got you taken care of with express oil changes in under 45 minutes guaranteed, or it's free. And now, Nick and Big J. That right there is the voice of a gentleman that was in town last night. Uh, That is Matt Heafy of Trivium, and we are here the morning after the Trivium concert. Big J, do you get it? Yeah. Do you understand how it goes? Yep. Welcome to Monday. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. It was a bananas weekend. Hopefully you got to enjoy it a little bit. Uh, This is one of those where it felt like every two seconds something was happening. And that doesn't even include the stuff that you probably didn't go to. Yeah, it's a preview of the rest of this week, dude. I mean, yeah, not even talking about concerts. Yes, you're right. I mean, there's a concert every day this week, save today. At least a rock show that you can yeah, go to. Take a break for I today. Mean, uh, but this is like this is like Hell Week, and then like things slow down significantly for a while. So hopefully you'll be able to take in a couple of shows. Maybe, uh, of course, you have uh, Aim on the Snifters. That's happening tomorrow at the Knitting Factory. Gary Clark Jr.'s Wednesday, Friday. Different word altogether. Big J. Uh, the sixth is our Xmas in October show with Theory with Dead Man and All Good Things at the Knitting Factory. Fridays in this moment and nothing more at the Rev Center. Saturdays Clutch and Helmet. At the knit, and then things slow down. Uh, so hopefully you get to enjoy this week. We've got tickets to those things that we just talked about. We're going to blow them out like left, right, and center coming up this week on all aspects of the radio station. So you're going to want to tune in for that over the course of the show today. Of course, Big J, I want to check in to make sure the walk to N Alzheimer's went well on Saturday. Yeah, it went, it went really nice. It was such a beautiful day. I mean, it was a perfect, uh, perfect day, especially... About 11 o'clock when we really kicked that thing off. So, uh, you know, they uh, raised almost, I think, $200,000 for the walk this year. Awesome. Which is really amazing. And saw a bunch of great people, a bunch of awesome listeners who listened to the morning show and listened to the X were out there and appreciate them greatly. Uh, And a lot of folks who uh, had uh, done a lot to try to raise awareness and uh, money for the Alzheimer's Association. And um, it's a great thing. And myself and uh, my buddy Tim, uh, we had fun. Uh, they had a little big band out there to help out uh, this year. I saw so. that, that that pictures looked uh, really fun. Yeah. Like there was a bunch of people that were playing instruments, having a good time. So uh, thank you to supporting Big J and uh, for listening to the radio station and coming out and supporting us as we were all over the place this weekend as well. We appreciate it more than you know. Uh, as a way of saying thank you, please accept at around 9.07, between 9.07 and 9.10, our very first code word for inflation Retaliation, which is firing up again this particular week. Last week, we gave away $5,000. That's $1,000 every single day. We will continue that trend today. Uh, You're going to have to text to win, however, or get in the drawing anyway that we do at the uh, end of each day. So pay attention. You have five chances to text in code words. Every time you get a code word right, that gives you another chance in the drawing. So that means you could have your name in the hopper up to five different times throughout the day obviously the more chances in the hopper the more likely it is to succeed in fact when we've talked to our winners almost everybody said 
they've done all five keywords. So they're not messing around. We certainly hope you aren't either because we want you to win some money. That's going to happen a little bit after 9 o'clock. Plus, all the other things on the agenda should be a good and busy Monday. That's the idea anyway. Kick things off with some Foo Fighters this morning. It's my hero here on the morning after on the X-Rock. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Well, I mean, to say that Friday was expected would probably be a lie. I mean, the way that the game went down for the Boise State Broncos was incredibly weird. The first half was awful. Uh, I mean, historically bad. It looked like they were just going to get rolled yeah. out of the uh, their own stadium. It was gross. By halftime, it was 13 to nothing. San Diego State. The Boise State offense had done nothing, probably less than nothing. Defense had played okay, but still had some issues. And it looked like the Broncos might be shut out on their own turf, which is catastrophic, really, when you think about it in terms of historic performances on the blue by the Boise State Broncos. But Something happened at halftime. I'm guessing they asked you to come in and give the halftime speech. Big Jay, is that true? No, it's not true. You didn't do the Hank Backmeyer's not walking through that door speech? No. All right. Well, uh, whoever gave it, it worked because after halftime, it was a completely different Boise State team. Now, mostly because they decided to just F everything and run the ball. Uh, because, listen, there's still some very big issues on this team, mostly around the passing game which we'll get into in a second. But defense started that second half with an interception. That seemed to spark things as then the Broncos just decided to run the ball down the Aztecs' throat. Uh, George Halani with two touchdowns, 131 yards on uh, 17 carries. Janty, the, the backup running back, was great on the ground as well. 82 yards and a score. Do not discount the new starting quarterback, Green, who had 105 yards and eight carries and two touchdowns as well. Broncos were just running all over the blue. Next thing you know, they shut them out in the second half. Final score, 35-13 to 13 in favor of the Broncos, which looked like there was no way that was going to happen in the first half. <clears throat> I mean, it, you know, it could be that... Dirk Cutter, he just understands how to make an, an offensive adjustment, right? Halftime, like, hey, you know what? This We need a good chunk of getting out there to run the ball. Or, you know, they've been trying to pump the brakes on this run game like they need a pass game for their life when, obviously, there's a chance here that, you know, Halani and, and Jetty, uh, Jetsy in, in particular, uh, these guys can run the ball. Let's let them run the ball. Well, it's not sexy, but it's just the way you, you got to get stuff done. It's not like they didn't try to run the ball the first couple of games. They did. These The attempts were there. They just weren't getting it done. But this is, I think what a mobile quarterback can give you because you have to account for the quarterback that can run as well, which of course means either you have a spy or you have to factor that into linebacker coverage, which gives the opportunity to free up the other running backs to do things in space, which is something that Hank, as much as I feel like he got a raw deal here sometimes with fans, he just wasn't a mobile quarterback. He wasn't that threat to run. And now when we talk about the passing game struggling, listen, the, the final numbers, I mean, the Broncos had 48 yards passing in that game. That's not... That's not good. Man, that's not dirt cutter football, for being perfectly honest. I mean, they had 48 yards passing and a, an interception. That was the final numbers at the end of the game, which is not great. 
Uh, so they still have some things to figure out. And, of course, you know, if you become one-dimensional and you want to factor in, like, you know, you want to turn into fair Air Force and become the triple option, that's going to be an interesting way to play your football this season. But the Broncos have some real passing game issues. But you know what? The good news was they didn't force the shot. They went with what worked, and it did in the second half. And they were victorious against the Aztecs, which, again, I didn't think was going to happen. Certainly not after the way that first half did. And I think if anybody told you at halftime that final score was going to be 35 to 13. You think they were insane? Yeah, no, I, I would too. And so, uh, good game by the Broncos. Certainly a great second half by the Broncos. And maybe, just maybe, they can turn things around and start building some momentum from here. And then on Sunday, you had a huge list of games. Big J, your favorite game of the weekend on the NFL side? None of them. Come on, man. It was all terrible news for me. Oh, you mean fantasy yeah, football? Yeah. Wise. I don't um, know. It's hard to pick out a favorite game when you're watching. You know, the red zone. I see. You're just, uh, everything becomes football to you. Uh, understood. Well, uh, your 49ers are on TV tonight. Maybe that will actually get you to watch a full game. And you'll well, see. No, how I'm they happy do. to watch a full game when oh. I'm not watching the Reds. You watch both? Uh, no. Well, sometimes. Depends. I mean, uh, if they're, if the Packers are on, what I will. You got like five TVs up in your house? I will have a dual TV setup so I could watch uh, a full game and then the, uh, the actual uh, red zone as well. Now, uh, that does kind of, there, there has to be some things in place because I don't have, like, I can't get over the air TV. Uh, I'm not paying, you know, for it. Uh, and so it, my HD antenna does not work. Uh, I cannot get local channel, or when I do, I'll get the local channel that does not have a game that picks up. I had, I can't seem to get that, and it's not like at the end of the world for me, so it's not that big of a deal. But yeah, sometimes I'll have a dual TV setup. I've got TVs that I can move around in my in my house. I've got TVs that are small enough and mobile enough that I can move them around, and because I cut the cord, it gives me the opportunity to do that because they're smart TVs. So I have the opportunity to do that from time to time, and I have the attention span to be able to pull that off. But listen, there were some good games I guess is my point. Uh, yesterday, the Atlanta-Cleveland game was fun to watch. Uh, the Minnesota-New Orleans game, if you got up early, uh, went down to the wire. The uh, the Lions have been, you know, incredibly fun to watch, uh, only because their games always include a bunch of points, and they always end up being close at the end, yeah. no matter what. So that Seattle, uh, I know you hate the Seahawks, but that Seattle-Detroit game was at least fun to watch, the back-and-forthness of it. Now, in hell, the Giants-Bears uh, game was playing. That one was not fun to watch, but the rest of the, the, the slate was pretty pretty fun the buffalo baltimore game was good back and forth uh the the even the uh, the packers uh, patriots game was much closer than i would like but at least that was fun to watch and the tampa bay uh kansas city game last night was fun so you had a good batch of football games and tonight it wraps up with uh monday night football between big j's 49ers and randy's rams who's going to come out on top big j question mark uh probably the rams all right uh there's the 49ers fan in all of you. Hey, listen, I can be a fan. It doesn't mean I can't be realistic about the situation. People kicked off spooky season by heading to the box office to see a horror movie called Smile, which really leaned on viral marketing to make people pay attention. That was the movie that had the people in the background of all the baseball games just smiling creepily as the like they were sitting behind home plates so they could just see these guys in these bright green t-shirts smiling really creepy with the word smile on them. I guess it motivated people to go to the box office because it led with $22 million to kick off October. Of course, this is when really bad horror movies lead the box office no matter what. I don't know if Smile's any good or bad, but I do know that if you have a horror movie, open it in October. It'll probably do okay at the box office. 
Don't Worry Darling was number two, The Woman King number three, Bros number four, and the re-release of Avatar Big J still in the top five for movies. So maybe this Avatar 2 does have some legs. I don't know. I can't figure it out. I, I don't know anybody that, that is interested in it, like super into it, but... And I guess people are going to see the re-release in theaters of the Avatar. Which yeah, what a bunch of weirdos. <laughs> I don't get either. But listen, I hope you're having a good time. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff for the first round of it. There's some falling in reverse. That is voices in my head here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Confession time, Big J. I'm going to ask you a question. Please be honest, all right? Oh, God, okay. Now, not counting when you were a little teeny tiny, Big J. I'm talking about, like, your adult years or even your, your high school years where you can actually remember doing something and not being of such a small size that it doesn't matter. But have you ever eaten anything out of the garbage? <laughs> You've thrown something away and you have consciously said, that was dumb. I think I'll finish that. Or maybe it's not as bad as I thought. Let me give it the old college try. Um, yeah, probably. But <laughs> I'm just going to go based on percentage of chance of happening. Yeah. You feel like that's something you yeah, would do? Yeah, Like if I threw it away, <laughs> I, right? Okay. It wouldn't be if like there was something in the garbage that looked like it was okay. Like, like from, you know, Police Academy 2 or something, the partner, the big fat guy would eat stuff out of the garbage. <laughs> no, it would be something that I threw away and it would have to be within a certain time limit, by the way. It's like, well, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't really, I can't. You're, you're, you're concocting a scenario where it would be okay for you to throw away something. Yeah, I, but I'm trying to think of a particular situation where you go, this food now is garbage to me, and then you're like, nah, nah, maybe not. I can't think of, a, of an example uh, of that happening, but I mean, I'm sure I've done it. Uh, I, I, I can honestly say that I have not. Now, no, this you're is a germaphobe. Not, this How could not... you possibly? That would be. Cr I can almost guarantee that you've never done that. This does not count when I'm a kid and I'm running around and sticking my gross kid hands in God knows what <laughs> and shoving it down my gullet. I'm talking about like as a person that has thrown something away. I, as a matter of fact, you're right. I do err on the side of caution and probably throw things away that don't need to be thrown away yet, but I, uh, having had foodborne illness, want to avoid that at all costs, and so I do tend to do those things, and once it's in the trash, it is 100% off limits. I don't care how clean it may look, I don't, especially if I threw it away. Like, that was a conscious decision that I made. I don't just willy-nilly toss stuff in the garbage, and so for me to go, I'm gonna throw that away, and then dig it out and go, nah, nah, let's, let's put that right in my mouth. Let's see how that goes. But uh, I, I don't know if I should be proud or still a little bit grossed out, but according to a new survey, 28% of Americans say that they have actually gone into the trash to eat something that they threw out in their past, which I know is uh, means a majority of us have not. But 28% still seems like a lot of people that have said, I no longer want this as part of my life, or I no longer, yeah. this is no longer good. And then you're like, you know what? No, let me have that donut. Nom, 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 nom. More importantly, 28% of people that it seemed like aren't homeless. <laughs> yeah, this does not you count know, dumpster not, diving. <laughs> it does not count that. Yeah. This counts actually, you know, disposing and, of food and then having second thoughts about and what is food. what does it mean to, to dispose of food? Like, hmm. how about this? Uh, let's say uh, I'm eating a meal, uh, a fast food meal, for example, and uh -huh. I'm like, you know, I'm full and I, I put whatever's left of maybe the burger in the wrapper and throw it into the bag, right? Yes. And then I'm like, ah, you know what? I'm still hungry. I'm going to eat that. No. That to me, unless it unless I, it enters a garbage receptacle. Yes. yes. Okay. I think if it's still like in a bag on your desk, fair game, and you have second thoughts like 10 what minutes if it's later. two days later? Uh, then you're disgusting and you're probably going to get sick. 
And then, yes, for just for leaving food out on your desk for two days is an issue altogether. But uh, I, I guess I'm proud of us for mostly not eating garbage, but still, I guess there's some of us that go back. I'm just trying to figure out a scenario where you would go, this is no longer something I want in my fridge or in front of me. I'm going to throw it away. And then you go, nah, 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 come on. I, it's right on top of the garbage. It's still okay. Mm-hmm. And you're right. It's a plot point for a lot of like TV shows and gross characters and things like that. But it really life situation i'm not sure how this happened so i'm going to say it's good news that a vast majority of us have never eaten anything once we've thrown it away so let's keep that all the way up everybody from one germaphobe to the rest of you please thank you keep you. doing good not eating out of garbage morning after with nick and big j you'll get a bearded badass from big j next on the x rocks beard. presented by the beardsmith on the morning after with nick and big J. and hey if your majestic beard needs uh, some work then they can do that at the beardsmith you can check out the beardsmith.com they get yourself an appointment at either the Caldwell location or the garden city location of course you can purchase some beard grease there as well all right this week's entry into bearded badass is a really special one all of the bearded badass inductees have done something amazing to be sure but today has has had to rise above the crowd their entire life and the accomplishments that peter dinklage has done has inspired an entire community nick and growing up in new jersey he studied acting at bennington college he made his first appearance in 1995's living in oblivion with steve buscemi and in 2003 he had his breakthrough starring role in the station agent such a good movie and also later that year he landed in elf so his career was right on track now while the roles were coming in on the regular peter was like any actor wanting more the problem was as he puts it, roles written for someone my size are a little flat, often either comical or sort of Lord of the Rings type of characters filled with wisdom. Further, they're not sexual, they're not romantic, and they're not flawed. If you didn't know, Peter Dinklage has a common form of dwarfism, and those roles are what he was hoping for, and he got one in 2011 when he signed on to play Tyrion Lannister in HBO's Game of Thrones, a role he won four Emmys for supporting actors, setting a record for the most trophies ever for supporting actors in a drama. He was nominated eight times for this role, and Dinklage has never been shy about standing up for those living with dwarfism, and in January of 2022, he appeared on an episode of uh, WTF with Mark Marone, podcast in which he criticized Disney portrayal of the seven dwarves in an upcoming live action remake of the 1937 animated film Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Now he stated that Disney tried to uh, be progressive in one way by casting a Latina actress as Snow White but retained the same damaging stereotype of the seven dwarves. Now in response Disney has issued a statement saying we are taking a different approach with these seven characters and have been consulting with members of the dwarfism community. We look forward to sharing more as the film heads into production after a lengthy development period so Peter Dinklage has uh, no shortage of roles coming up, including voice work. He just lent his voice to Rick and Morty for season six, episode two, as <laughs> Alien Hans Gruber. And I got to say, you know, I mean, this kind of makes him, he's leading the charge for uh, a group of people that have been marginalized and, and made fun of and, and taken advantage of for a long time. And so they're finally starting to get the respect they deserve as artists and as actors and actresses. So uh, that is just an amazing thing. And to me, it, he gets a extra special um, you know star next to his name in the uh, bearded badass section incredibly incredibly talented actor and just seems like a dude that has his bleep together and uh, truly does fight for causes above his own which is incredibly amazing and if you get the chance I'll, I'll, I'll plug a movie here station agent's great if you haven't seen it but it, 
it's a bit of a slow burn. If you haven't, because Netflix's algorithm is weird from time to time, they released a movie, I want to say like a year and a half ago, called I Care A Lot. Uh, and he oh, yeah. is fantastic in it. It is a really fun, it's a dark comedy, but he is really, I mean, he plays like a big bad a-hole in it, and he is amazing in it. Yeah. And a lot of fun to watch, and great in the role, and just a really, really good actor. Outside of Tyrion Lannister, you can watch anything that Peter Dinklage chooses to be in, and odds are it's going to be pretty good, and he's going to kick yeah. ass in. One of my favorites, and it's not one of his roles that he he's like, you know, is has got all these great moments, but I just I just love this movie, Knights of Bad Aston. Oh, it's great. It's hilarious. Uh, it's you. I tell people every time I get a chance. I was just telling somebody over the weekend. I mean, check out this movie, especially if you're a metal fan. Like it's that the, the hero heroic part of this movie. It's just a weird, different thing for nerds. Uh, Night of Knights of Badassdom is is one of my favorites. Talented dude. Great uh, addition to Bearded Badass for sure. Morning after with Nick and Big J on the way. Some important stuff. Plus, we're going to hell. Big J. Let's get serious for a second, if that's okay. We have a lot of fun on this show, but also want to talk about some serious things when they happen. And, of course, maybe over the weekend you saw some footage of Hurricane Ian. Now that stuff is rolling in, and there's still casualty numbers coming in from Florida. And in case you don't know, it was the fifth strongest storm to ever hit the United States, which is a big deal. But it's unprecedented territory because it hit the United States really two separate times came in on Florida, went off as a tropical storm, and then came back on the Carolinas as a hurricane again. And so uh, Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia, the most impacted states right now. So the question becomes, how can we, that are so far away in Idaho, help the people that are dealing with this tragedy and trying to build their lives and their businesses back up? And there's a couple of very reputable services that you can go through to do that. The Florida Disaster Fund, Save the Children, American Red Cross, all accepting donations online. Red Cross also urging those in unaffected areas like Idaho, a great way to help out is by donating blood at this particular point. So if you have the ability to do so, that will be a great way to give a little bit back and let's say, I don't know, maybe you don't have the money to help support those causes there's a way you can do that without having it impact your pocketbook so think about it feeding america project hope also distributing water food medical supplies hygiene kits as well so you can do a quick google search on all those charities and try to donate a little bit if you'd like to help out those people that are affected by hurricane ian which was a real real issue for the southern part of the united states and certainly our thoughts and happiness and all that kind of stuff are with those people because we want to make sure having been through a hurricane before and a big one i was through floyd it is not fun you are very confused you don't know what happened all of your stuff is underwater you usually have been if you have been lucky you were in another place when it happened and you're coming back to survey all this damage and you usually have to start from scratch i've never really talked about this but when i was at hurricane floyd i was working in west palm beach florida and what ended up happening was we were doing the show when it hit and basically they're like you cannot leave the studios this i mean it's just not safe the roads are flooded so we were stuck there at the studio uh for four and a half days and and basically we we were just there giving uh you know we stopped playing music and we just did uh hurricane coordinates and we did you know here's where you can go for shelters and places that were still open and we didn't have the internet so we were just trying to gather as much information 
as possible and relay that information to people that still were listening and to try to get some people done. And then when finally we were able to get out of the studio, I lived in this place off the, called the Inter Intercoastal, which is essentially like basically a small inlet of the ocean. And uh, and I lived on the ground floor of Ooh. this like condo, and my entire apartment was flooded with like three feet of water. Like basically, I was displaced for I want to say three months. Well, the complex had to figure everything out, and you know we knew it was coming, so I didn't. It was my first hurricane, but they're like, listen, put anything electrical up on the shelves in closets. Like they have extra shelving in closets oh, to put whoa. stuff up, yeah. so that you know nothing is plugged in. There's no fires. There's no electrical shortages, and then they just cut the power so that if flooding does happen, there's no electrical issues as well. And that's what ended up happening. And so I put it up as much stuff as I could, but still, couches were ruined. Everything was just completely had to start over. It was brutal, and I, I was in a position where I was able to replace that stuff fairly easy, and not everybody was in that position or is in that position, which is yeah, why these you, things you are important. managed to save your jerseys. The jerseys were hanging up in the closet. Yeah. Thank God. Uh, but, like, my computers and stuff, I was able to put them all up. My electrical equipment was able to put all up. But, like, I still was out a ton of stuff. Bedding, beds, all that kind of stuff completely done and and completely had to, to start from scratch. And everybody in that area had to. And our houses were, were left standing. That's not even counting the businesses and the homes that were completely destroyed and leveled because of this stuff that happened. So it takes a lot of money it takes a lot of people to rebuild when something like this happens so anything that you can do to help those that are going through this very very good idea to do so uh, we had a nice win in the on the blue on Friday for the Broncos. 35-13 final score. Didn't start out great. It was 13 to nothing. San Diego State at halftime. But Broncos rattled off 35 unanswered after the half and just ran the ball like crazy. Two players over 100 yards, a total of five rushing touchdowns in the game for the Broncos. And it looked good, and the team looked pumped up. They looked like they were happy to play, which I don't think you've seen all this season. And so it was a big win for the Broncos at home over a San Diego State uh, team that had hey, pretty Pretty good success against the Broncos, whether it was at Albertson Stadium or on the road. Yeah. So a nice victory for Boise State, no doubt, on Friday. And just a reminder in case you need it, uh, people once again are the worst, uh, and the internet is a terrible place to find them. Uh, because it, I don't know if you saw last week, but everybody, everywhere I looked on the internet was making fun of or giving Terry Bradshaw crap because he was stumbling through some words and didn't look like he was in the best of shape last week. And so everybody was calling him out. And so Terry Bradshaw had to go on the air this week and basically say that, hey, I'm battling cancer. I have done so twice in the last year. I'm going through all sorts of treatments and taking all sorts of medications and still trying to do my job. So if I'm stumbling through words or I look like I may be tired it could be the chemotherapy that I'm going through guys and so how about you take it easy and so it, it, you know he basically had to go on and apologize for everybody making fun of the way he looked and acted a couple weeks ago which uh, may be a nice reminder to hey everybody you know it's okay I know you want to be funny and win the internet but you know people are going through stuff that maybe you're not always aware of and maybe taking shots at somebody that has been doing something for a very long time and very good at it might be going through some stuff that you don't know yeah and probably this is not how he wanted people to know he's battled cancer twice in the last year but he's felt like he's had to because pictures of him going viral looking like he everybody was calling him drunk because his eyes were all red and it's like hey man you don't know what people are going also, through though, maybe maybe take some time off 
But I the mean, other part of it is, I mean, I understand what you're saying, but also, you know, if you, uh, my guess is, if you're going through something like that, you want some sense of normalcy to feel true, like you are yeah. actually doing it for a reason and battling through it for a reason. So yes, I understand what you're saying as well, but it's like maybe you need that to get through this kind of maybe. stuff as motivation. Different than a Lee Corso conversation. Little maybe? bit different. Little bit different, I think. And and so uh, everybody just take it easy. I'm glad he's all right. He says he's feeling great, uh, but his body's been working overtime, and that's why he looks so tired, and that's why he's been going through a lot. So it explains what's happening over the last couple of weeks. Yeah critics shut up what can i say big j i'm guessing that our invitations got lost in the mail but generally James gunn do. and jennifer howland got married over the last week congratulations yeah. they the announced the news great. on instagram on friday they had a beautiful outdoor ceremony in aspen colorado uh gun a three-time guest of the morning after we hung out with them in vegas and we can say we hung out with them right yeah we well uh, you say that, I say we completely stalked him. We hung out in the general area that he was we at. We stalked him. We went to that particular place because we knew he'd be there. I spotted him. I said, let's go. Let's go talk to this guy. And we, we did. We and he was, he was nice Gunn. enough to answer our question. And this was before he was James Gunn. This was yeah. like he just got announced that week as the director well, writer of Guardians of the we Galaxy. We knew he was James Gunn. Right, right. Because he had been on the show before. But he had just been like Marvel's James Gunn yeah. was not a thing yet. But uh, they have spent seven years together. Of course, Jennifer, one of the stars of Peacemaker on HBO. And James Gunn had a, a wonderful wedding where all of the Guardians of the Galaxy were there. All of the Peacemakers, uh, the cast members were yeah, there. Yeah, DC and Marvel And together. he had a DC and Marvel uh, softball game. <laughs> Which is hilarious. It is. And he said that Michael Rooker played on both teams. So uh, they had a good time. Congratulations to both James and Jennifer. And hopefully, uh, you know, did we send a gift, Big J? Did we send a card? No. Well, but we didn't know where to send it to because we didn't have that invitation. He is keeping that information from us. Breathing X rocks. Headed to London, England for today's We're Going to Hell story, Big J. Cheerio. Across the pond, as it were. And uh, that's when we find out that, listen, man, I, I guess you can pretty much call anything art if you want to, right? But uh, I, I guess it all depends on how much somebody else is willing to pay for it. Yeah. Whether or not it becomes a successful piece of art. But now we've got a little bit of an issue because there's a performance artist that's uh, fairly well known over in London for doing some weird and interesting things. Uh, I don't know why this has become a very popular thing, but apparently it is. And uh, this guy basically does weird and outstanding forms of progressive art, and he gets a lot of attention for it and becomes somewhat famous over there for it. But now people are a little bit upset because... I don't know, maybe they just didn't read the, the writing on the wall or whatever. But uh, if you went to the Tate Modern Art Museum over the last week in London, England, you would have saw a gentleman with kind of like a, a makeshift kind of like mm, canopy there that he's selling cans of what appears to be refreshments for people for $550, which is very expensive. But then he was explaining to people that it's part of an art project that he is doing, which is very, very interesting. His name is Gavin Turk, and what he has been doing is he's been selling his own urine out of, uh, for $550 a can, basically in aluminum cans outside of the museum, which seems like it's very, very expensive for anything that you would buy in a can, right? 
Yeah. And some people were buying it just because they wanted to be part of the art thing and they know who Gavin is. And uh, except for one gentleman who was there touring the particular place and thought it was some sort of special, super awesome art exhibit that he was taking part of and then drank it. And that's where some of the problem has started to to come in uh, because he it's not real urine he didn't understand what it was and then when he was told he was you know taking a, a big nice gulp of somebody else's human waste he obviously wasn't happy about it but uh, according to Gavin there is a reason why he was doing it see that is what the equivalent of the weight I guess what the weight what he would sell it for the weight in silver is it's the cost of the equivalent weight in silver for the urine which is why he did it now it's kind of like an homage to another performance artist back in the 60s. There was a gentleman named Manzoni, he was famous in Italy, that canned his own fecal matter, Big J, and then sold it to people for the equivalent weight in gold back in 1961. And that was a pretty big deal. Apparently, it's a, a big deal in the performance art community. And so this was his homage to that particular act. He didn't want to sell his own crap. He decided to sell his own urine. And people were buying it, question mark? Damn. He's also selling it on his website, Big J. If you would like, you know, you don't want to go all the way to London to buy it in person. Yeah. The the actual aluminum can is signed by the artist on top. So you'll have a sealed and official can of this gentleman's Perfect. urine if you want it. That's what I need. I don't know why. I don't know how. But I do know that people were buying it. I do know that somebody drank it and was upset. And that makes sense to me, but also, dude, your own fault for buying, you know, anything that's $550 a can. But apparently yeah. it it, ha- it does have labels on it in 31 different languages on the can that says, hey, this is urine. This is somebody's, you know, pee. This is why he's doing it. But I don't know if the dude just didn't read the can or maybe uh, one of the 31 languages he speaks was not featured on the can. But either way, this dude took a big old plug of it, and it didn't go as he wanted it to go. And I'm not sure what he was expecting, but it wasn't that. So maybe, just maybe, be careful. Don't spend a ridiculous amount of money on something that you don't know what it is. And maybe if you do know what it is, don't spend $550 on pee. I mean, dude, you've got an unlimited supply. You don't need to yeah. buy that. Exactly. Just drink some water and wait like 20 minutes. You're good to go, bro. Save yourself the 550 bucks. Put it in your own can if you want to have it in a can. I'm sure, there's plenty of people that tell you how to do that. But art, man, it's a crazy so, thing. The canned poop, though. I mean, was that the other brown meat? What's the first, first brown meat? I don't know. What's the first white meat? Well, that would be chicken. Okay. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your we're going to hell story. (laughs) No, no. Uh, We are going to talk TV next on the X Rocks. That is disturbed down with the sickness here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. I'm going to put you on the spot, Big J. uh, And I'm not going to ask you to, you know, really try to hit it out of the park here. But I'm going to say, in your opinion, I need your top three television shows of all time. Of all time? I'm talking about quality, not shows that, like, you enjoy. I'm talking about, in your opinion, the, th- the your top three television shows that have been put together start to finish of all time. Oh, jeez, man. 
And I asked this, I'll give you a second to think about it. I asked this okay. because Rolling Stone has published the top 100 TV shows of all time, greatest television shows. And what they've done is they've gone out to about 500 different showrunners, showbiz people, people that actually wrote, directed, and put together television shows across the last 70 years and asked them to submit their top 50. And out of all of the returns that they got back, they accumulated the greatest television shows of all time, some of which are still on the air, most of which however, have completed their entire run, and they wanted to know. So I've got the top ten. Right. I just wanted to know what your top three were. All right. In my opinion. Yes. All right. I'm going to start off with Seinfeld. Okay. It's number, number one. That will be my number one. Number two, uh, I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with Criminal Minds. Okay. Um, and then number three, and this is recency bias, but I just, you know, especially this last season, every stupid episode at the end, I just felt like this, this um, amazing crescendo of bringing things to a whole... Uh, a point where I'm like, I can't wait to see the next episode. So I got to put Stranger Things on there for me. Uh, okay, that's not bad. Now, I, 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 that I tell you what, it did surprise me. Stranger Things did not make the list. Uh, neither did Criminal Minds. That probably shouldn't shock yeah, you. Yeah, well, those but people are idiots. Seinfeld did. As far as Rolling Stone goes, again, it's not Rolling Stone to put together this list. It's a bunch of showrunners and people that have been in the business yeah, for 70 plus that, years. People that have done this for a living. Right. Uh, they, they named the top television shows of all time. Number 10 was The Mary Tyler Moore Show. Okay. Number yeah. 9 was Atlanta. Eight was Cheers, seven was Mad Men, six was Seinfeld, five was Fleabag, four was The Wire, three was Breaking Bad, two was The Simpsons, and the greatest television show of all time, according to the most showrunners out there, was The Sopranos. So there's your top 10 television shows of all time. And I, I was, you know, I'm pretty familiar with almost all of them. It's hard to disagree. You're going to get into personal preferences. And again, I think it's important that we know that... The people that put together this list are looking at these things, I think, from a different angle than you yeah. and I are, from an sure. enjoyable standpoint. And I do appreciate the fact that a majority of the shows that were on this list are shows that are complete because I do believe that you can't really properly rank a show as far as all time is concerned until the complete narrative has been exposed. Game in po or, or a case in point, Game of Thrones. Like I feel like the the way that that story wrapped up significantly impacts the lasting you know uh, legacy of that show because it wrapped up so poorly and the story was told so great. But then you're like, when you look at the story as a whole, is it really that good? And the answer is no, because they screwed up the ending so bad. And Game of Thrones, one of those that do not make the list, surprisingly enough. But there's some great shows on there. There's some funny shows on there. There's some shows, again, that are still currently kind of going to see how they, they go. But most of them have been kind of wrapped up. But it was an interesting list. My favorite show of all time did not make the list either, which, of course, is Mystery Science Theater 3000. But I feel like that's a different type of show than most of these, which tell a narrative story. Like, like, Mystery Science Theater 2000, you can pick up an episode anytime and you'll be okay. You're not missing any part of the plot line if you, you know, watch a season, yeah. an episode from season 10 or an episode from season 2. You're just kind of having fun and going along for the ride. But some of my other ones that I love, like Seinfeld, are there. Community made the list, but it's in the 60s. So there's some great shows that are there. It's just interesting to see how the showrunners put a different spin on things. But it was interesting to see how they compiled the list. Rolling Stone has the complete list of all 100. I do believe there's a lot of recency bias in there as well. There's a lot of more modern shows 
on there than there are uh, classic shows. Like I think Mary Tyler Moore show, uh, obviously in the top was ten. Was Mash in there? In the top uh, 10? It was okay. not in the top ten, but Mash did okay. make the list. Yeah, yeah I think be. it was like twenty five or something like that. But yeah, so check it out if you get a chance. And Rolling Stone put a lot of work into it, which uh, I guess uh, they just if, asked about. If you'd people. ask, they should also say, "Hey, what are the worst TV shows ever?" And I can give you a list of those as well. Fire away! Let's go. Uh, number one, probably Airwolf. Okay. I love it. <laughs> that show was terrible. Night Rider. Yeah, all night- those all those shows <laughs> that we grew up watching and couldn't yeah, live you without. Go back and watch and like terrible. They're tough, but they were fun at the time. That's well, all that matters. Love to hear uh, some other people's opinions. So you know, hit up the TDS Fiber text line two eight two eight seven one zero zero three. Give us your top three. <laughs> The Morning After with Nick and Big J. I don't know if you need any more reasons to cut the cord, but it does seem like every, what, three months, there's some sort of battle between cable companies and satellite companies and channels that yank them off the actual provider for a undisclosed amount of time. And if you are a Dish Network subscriber, you had some issues this weekend, especially if you have kids, because... They're fighting with ESPN, Disney, FX, and National Geographic, and all of those were yanked off the Dish Network provider for the weekend as they are battling about, you know, how much money they are to give the networks to be carried on Dish Network and all sorts of stuff. So uh, they haven't been on since September 30th. And according to Dish Network, Disney wanted a $1 billion increase in fees and refused Dish's counteroffer. So... They're back and forth. It's one of those deals. But, like, I remember this stuff that it's a tale as old as time. There's always negotiations. They always end up figuring it out. But it is a pain in the ass, especially if, you know, wanted to watch college football this weekend. And now you no longer have ESPN on your your list of channels that you get courtesy of Dish Network. And you get that stupid little thing that pops up and goes, if you wanted to watch this, complain to Disney. And then Disney has the, hey, FX is being jerks. Write them and tell, or Dish Network is being jerks. Write them and tell them that it's not okay. Fight! Right. And they all want us to do the dirty work for them when the reality of it is it's just, uh, you know, just trying to figure out how much crazy amount of money is going to be dished out between, you know, huge corporations to figure this all out. Uh, But it's not like I'm saving any money going to cut the cord. You know, I bitch and complain about it, but with all the the streaming things I subscribe to, it's probably a wash anyway. Here's the thing. They know you of want. Course. They know that you want this programming, and whether it's over the air or streaming, they're going to make you pay for it. That's what they do. Yeah, and it just means that prices go up eventually to new subscribers, or if you want to continue your contract with them, you're the one who gets fleeced at the end. But it's just it's one of those deals that just goes back and forth over and over and over again. And sometimes it's local channels that get into those fights with providers. Other times it's national ones that get in. And it's almost always during a hugely important part that you don't want to miss. Like there's a new show premiering that you don't want to you don't want to miss, or there's football going on, or there's a sport that you can't access, or your kids want to watch Jake and the Neverland Pirates and they're flipping out because they can't get it anymore. I mean, it's always a pain, but it'll be there until the end of time. Just like the Boise State Broncos, Big J, winning on the blue. It's a guarantee. 35-13 to 13 over San Diego State on Friday. A big second half by the running game on the offense of the Broncos, and that's all it took to carry them over five rushing touchdowns on the day. It was nice to see Dirk Cutter back out there having some fun, and the offense looked good again with a big come-from-behind win over San Diego State at home. 
Also, I feel like uh, this doesn't help Hank Bachmeyer or his legacy at Boise State. Um, I mean, it just makes it look bad, even worse. Well, I, I don't know if that's accurate. I mean, it's not like no, they threw the ball average, all over the place. No, but the idiot fan is going to be, you know, is going to say that and look down on and Hank Bachmeyer and say it's all this has been his fault and Tim Plow's fault. They already hate him for leaving the team, so I don't think I don't, I don't think uh, he could do himself any worse than he has in the fans' eyes. I think, but uh, we'll see where he ends up. But my guess is it's, it's just you need a mobile quarterback for the way this team is programmed right now, and Hank isn't it. It's not his fault. It's just not the way he's wired. And so uh, I'm sure Green will do better. But again, it, it, we had the, the Broncos had 48 yards passing in this game, the entire game, 48. I don't know that's ever happened before in Broncos history, which has always been a high-powered offense, but it's always been running games played a big part, but they have been able to throw the ball, and they just can't do that right now for a myriad of reasons. And so that's still something they need to get figured out. As happy as you are that they look great in the second half, I mean, remember how you felt in that first half. You were like, this team is trash. We're, we're doomed. We're there's, doomed. There's no way. And then things started to turn around, but there's still some issues that they need to work out. Minnesota, Atlanta, Dallas, Seattle, Tennessee, New York, Philadelphia, the Jets, the Buffalo Bills, the Chargers, the Cardinals, the Packers, the Raiders, and the Chiefs, all winners in football. Yesterday, we've got the Rams and the 49ers on Monday Night Football tonight to wrap up week four of the NFL season. The doctor that diagnosed and cleared to to play in their game last weekend was fired by the NFLPA. They decided that he didn't do enough to prevent uh, you know him from coming back in that game and of course then played on Thursday and got even more concussed or could be worse. We still don't really have any kind of update on how he's feeling or how long he'll be out but uh, somebody lost their job over the fact that he got back in that game after wobbling off the field last Sunday against the Buffalo Bills. So we'll see what ends up happening going forward with Tua. And Big J, something that made me very, very happy on Friday. Uh, They have announced that they're going to make a community movie and that everybody is on board. The original cast members are all back for uh, what they what started. Wait, everybody? At, yep. Even Chevy. Uh, oh, no, Chevy, Chevy uh, his character died. So oh. he is no longer in the show, uh, nor to be a part of it. But Joel McHale, Gillian Jacobs, Danny Pudi, Allison Bree, Jim Rash, Ken Jeong, and, of course, Donald Glover, all involved in the Peacock movie that's coming up. It started as a joke in the show six seasons as a movie in the third season of the show and then of course they went three more seasons and fans have been waiting for a movie since forever but you can thank netflix for this happening because the show regained some serious popularity once it got streaming on netflix all six seasons were there it found a new batch of audience the numbers were really really good and peacock said all right let's throw a bunch of money dan Harmon's way and let's see if we can't make this movie come together and so it is happening no date just yet but it's going to happen, so that made me very happy. I love Community, and if you haven't watched it, I recommend you give it a chance. If you like Rick and Morty, you'll like Community if you give it a chance. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. Pop Culture Smackdown. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. 
Yeah, and we've got a great prize here for you this morning. Uh, tickets to In This Moment, nothing more. Uh, that show is happening on Friday at the Rev Center. But uh, this is extra cool because we have a VIP meet and greet for nothing more here. So extremely limited availability. Uh, and uh, you will get to uh, have a commemorative VIP laminate, uh, some exclusive song origins storytelling, and Q&A with the band. So uh, an autographed poster, a lot of cool stuff that we'll hook you up here with uh, that you wouldn't normally be able to get if you can beat me in pop culture SmackDown. I got a question for Johnny from Nothing More. Oh, yeah? How do you get those washboard abs? Oh, he's healthy. 208-287-1003 is the number that you need to call if you would like to play a little game called Pop Culture Smackdown. You're going to have to defeat Big J if you want to claim this prize, but it comes with the VIP side of things. So we're high societying it up a little bit here, Big J. Yeah. Which means you're going to have to earn it. Earn this. Hello, the X. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, what's your name, please? Um. All right, you're up first, man. We need to know uh, what team did Tom Brady win his most recent Super Bowl with? One more time. It sounded like he said the The Buccaneers. Yep, Buccaneers is correct. Big J, what is the name of Bart Simpson's favorite cartoon cat that he watches all the time? Um, Scratchy. That is correct. Right. Good job. Back to you, sir. I Will Always Love You was written and originally recorded by what country superstar? Kenny Rogers, Dolly Parton, or Reba McIntyre? Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton is correct. Right. Big J, uh, the cookie monster from Sesame Street has a first name. What is it? Oh, no. Oh, really? Oh, the cookie monster. Oh, man. I don't know. So I'm going to have to make a guess. And I'm going to say... Alfred. Alfred Cookie Monster. Alfred Cookie Monster. (laughs) No. Ira, Sid, or Virgil? (laughs) Virgil? Virgil, no. Virgil, Sid, the Cookie Monster? Sid, the Cookie Monster. Right. Sid is his first name. Real first name. Congratulations, man. Tickets to go check out in this moment. Nothing more are yours for Friday. I mean, that's a deep... Yeah, cut, I mean, right? Well, I mean, you're a big Sesame Street fan. I thought I was kidding. Well, how many times house. has he been called by his first name? I uh, bet not many. Recently, a little bit more than you think. Oh, yeah? Yep. Morning After with Nick well, and don't elaborate. Big J. What do you want me to say? I mean, I recently, just... in the newer episodes on HBO Max, they mentioned his first name. Okay, more. all right. That's as Thank much you. That's detail. all I wanted. Okay. Uh, there's your pop culture smackdown. We're going to do a run of headlines. They're coming up next on the X Rocks. <laughs> News you can barely use. It's headlines on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Headlines are as follows, Big J. Not what it seems. Auction talk or auction talk too. Nothing is as it seems. A photo showing a bunch of duct tape spread out over the wing of an Air New Zealand plane last week set off a firestorm on social media, but the airline is saying, relax everybody, it's not what you think. Uh, opera singer David Wakeham, who's pretty popular in Australia, tweeted out the photo showing a bunch of silver tape all over the wing of a Boeing Dreamliner and said, Hey, when choosing your favorite airline, make sure you choose one that doesn't have a bunch of duct tape on the wing. Naturally, everybody was shocked and assumed the tape was used to make repairs uh, on a wing, which is a pretty important part of a plane, Big J. Yeah. But the airline insists that there was nothing wrong with it and the tape was not being used for repairs. Apparently, it's actually a common material called speed tape. 
which is most likely used to cover up peeling paint, which has been a problem with this particular Boeing plane. Paint doesn't stick to it very much. And so Boeing has had to come out and say, that's our bad. It's not duct tape. It's actually used so that it doesn't chip off in the sky and a bunch of stuff starts flying around. So they need to do a better job. Boeing's had some issues, Big J. I'll put it that way. And so just know that it's not duct tape that's on the the uh, wing of an airplane and it's not holding anything together it's to prevent a bunch of peeling tape if you believe what the airline is putting out big j if you'd like to insert your own conspiracy theory here i'm ready to hear it i do not have one then so. we'll have to just take them at their word agree or disagree yeah auction talk or auction talk two auction talk two all right if you're interested in purchasing a tyrannosaurus rex skeleton you're in luck one's going up for auction next month The fossil has a name. It's called Shen. Hi, Shen. It's 43 feet long and 16 feet tall. It weighs about 3,000 pounds. It's 66 to 68 million years old and expected to sell anywhere between 15 million and 25 million when it goes up for sale at an auction in Hong Kong. The winning bidder will get full ownership rights, and if they want, we'll be allowed to rename the skeleton. Well, yeah, I guess. I mean, once it's yours, you can do whatever the hell you want with it, right? You can use it as a toothpick if you want. Why you would spend $25 million on that, I don't know. But this is going to go in somebody, somebody's very rich person's house, I imagine, and get set up. Uh, which would probably be a pretty big flex, I would guess. If you had your own Tyrannosaurus Rex skeleton like yeah. in your house or in your garage, you win the day. I would say whoever buys this is automatically should be on our radar as like a supervillain. <laughs> like that's what they'd have in their lair. That's a smart play, so yeah. So I'm thinking Elon Musk is probably buying this. It's a lot of money for, I mean, I'm guessing these things probably don't go up for sale to private bidders very often. Usually they're in museums and stuff, so I can't imagine it's easy to get a hold of a T-Rex skeleton, but if you have it. Also, like, some assembly required, do you have to put that together yourself? Or is that included in the price? Yeah, is there an anthropologist that can do that for you? World's biggest Lego set. Wrap it up with auction talk number one. Uh, speaking of supervillains going for a ridiculous amount of money, we have to stop making serial killers a business, I think. That's not a good look for us as a society, but we continue to do it. And now Jeffrey Dahmer's prison glasses are going up for auction, and they're expected to net at least $150,000. Uh, of course, the recent show on Netflix has gotten a pretty big amount of eyeballs on it, which has led to people having more interest in Jeffrey Dahmer. So uh, Taylor James, who collects a bunch of stuff that serial killers have used or have owned in the past, has now decided this is the time to actually start selling some of his Dahmer goods, which should be fairly off-putting. If it's not, you probably should look in the mirror But uh, apparently he also expects to get some pretty good money for his Bible that Jeffrey Dahmer had in prison and his fifth grade class photo uh, from his Jeffrey Dahmer's dad that he was able to come up with. Uh, You can I'm not even going to give you the website. Check it out if you want to. But this seems weird to me and also very wrong that somebody's making a bunch of money off of things that a serial killer once possessed. Yeah. I don't know. I I mean, I I understand the morbid curiosity of it. I understand why these things are popular in podcast form and in television form. But I feel like we are getting into a much darker thing when somebody who killed a bunch of people once wore this on your face and now you're spending $200,000 to get it. Yeah, I think those people are the folks that have the most to explain. Like, why are you doing this? Why do you want a pair of glasses that this dude 
had and, and probably maybe had on when he was, you know, murdering people and chopping them up and eating it's, them. It's weird. That's the thing that, you know, having curiosity about the serial killers and all that makes sense to me. But that goes on to another level of like there's some explaining that needs to be done there's a line that's crossed where it suddenly becomes from curiosity to really sick and uncool and i feel like making also the person that makes money on this stuff is also going to hell for uh being involved in that particular thing i mean i i know that there it's just capitalism and you know if somebody's willing to purchase it why not do it it just feels really really dark to me and not okay but hey man america right big j what are you gonna do yeah this is the country you live in hurrah Smashing Pumpkin Zero on the morning after with Nick and Big J. And I suppose if you're picking a month to get sober, now's the time to do it. Yes, Big J? Yeah. Uh, you know, and I'm not sure how October got chosen as uh, the, the the month for sobriety, but Sober October, or in some cases, Stoptober, has uh, picked up steam as being uh, the month that uh, people will dry up a little bit. Um, you know, comedians Tom Segura, Burt Kreischer, if you can imagine him being sober for a brief period of time, Joe Rogan all uh, uh, getting together. And, and doing something as well so that's uh something you're gonna see out there in the social medias but uh you know it might be harder than you think to give up beer in the fall quitting alcohol for a month can uh, do some great things though for your body lower blood pressure improve your liver function and reduce the risk of diabetes um however i'm not the the glowing case of that i don't drink much but still ended up with diabetes um <laughs> we put down the potatoes and the pasta too but uh you know keep in mind that if you do do this that that's great and it's It's going to have great health benefits, but it might not cover some of the mental health issues that you have going into this. And um, this is something mental health you'll hear us talking about this week for for various reasons. But, uh, you know, it also certainly point out that you might have some issues in an unhealthy relationship with alcohol if you try to do this and it's hard for you to accomplish. Yeah, I mean, nobody usually drinks because it's healthy. They drink because they're trying to deal with something. If you're drinking on a regular basis, you're trying to deal with other issues probably that are bringing that particular portion of things into light and now uh that you're right even if you say listen i've got to get myself healthy i got to stop drinking it's not going to necessarily deal with whatever demons you're trying to drown in beer or whatever you're dealing with that's causing you to drink all that much and that's going to be still something that you're gonna have to deal with no matter what but it might be a good time to not only you know maybe stop drinking but also you know get into therapy and talk about some of those problems and try to be better as a person, which is always easier said than done, much like drink quitting drinking can yeah. be from time to time. Yeah, I think it's, you know, I mean, it's hard for uh, somebody like myself. I can't quit eating. Uh, that'll have some dangerous repercussions, especially for a month, Nick, uh, if you can imagine that. But uh, when you do take yourself away from from those situations, whether it be, um, you know, drugs, alcohol or whatever it is that is your um, is your is your thing. And you will see soon how, what kind of effect that has on you and your mental state and your body that will tell you how much trouble you're in, I think. Um, and how much you really need to start saying, man, maybe I need to address this. If I'm having this much trouble not drinking for a month, um, I might have a problem. Right, right. Uh, now, you also don't necessarily need to follow other people's leads and quit drinking for October just because that's a thing. You can quit drinking whenever you yeah. want to. You don't have to have, because it rhymes with October, you don't have to be sober. But uh, sometimes this brings to light an, an awareness or at least an ideology of maybe this is what I need 
need to do to get better and maybe you realize after drinking for not a month that it's not something that you need to do all the time i know i have known a, a couple for quite some time that uh they'll take they'll take six months off of drinking and then they'll just drink the living hell out of the next six months <laughs> that seems counterintuitive yeah but uh listen man whatever gets you through the day uh, if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. But you can if you want, and there are obviously some health benefits to that. But just make sure that if there's deeper reasons why any of these things become a regular occurrence for you, that you are figuring that out as well. That's the most important thing. Morning after with Nick and Big J. Another important thing is winning stuff from us. We're going to give you a chance to do that with some bad impressions. That's next on the X Rock. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. And it's brought to you by the Idaho Center pre-owned superstore, Treasure Valley Subaru. And we got here a pair of tickets to the Xmas Bash in October, Theory of the Dead Man, and all good things coming. Uh, that show's happening Thursday at the Knitting Factory, and we'll get those to you if you forgot about impressions. It's going to be a good show, a good celebration. This is, of course, a reschedule from our Christmas show of last year that had to be pushed to October of this year. Tickets from that particular time, if you have them, will be honored. But if you don't, We've got free ones for you right now. 208-287-1003. Big J's got three clues that all point to somebody pretty famous. Figure out who that famous person is, and you'll be rocking out with us on Thursday night. Make you feel pretty good about yourself. At least we hope so. To the phones we go. Hello, the X. Hey, how's it going? Good, brother. What's your name? Jeff. All right, Jeff. You're up first, man. Good luck. How many of you will be dressing up in a white tank top, pants, and no shoes for Halloween? I mean, granted, Die Hard is a Christmas movie and all. Bruce Willis? Yeah! Yeah! All it took. Take that, haters. Hope you got that one right. Uh, What was clue two and three? For many years, I lived in Haley, Idaho, practically bought the whole city, and I've had to retire from acting because of cognitive issues. And why is Bruce Willis in the news? So we talked about this last week, Nick, that he had given up his rights to an AI... Lies, all lies. It was, it was lies to a company called Deep Cake, and a spokesperson for Willis told the BBC that he had no partnership or agreement with the company. Deep Cake confirmed this with the outlet as a representative for the company said the wording about rights is wrong. Bruce couldn't sell anyone rights. They are his by default. So what all this means, I don't know. It seems like there was some sort of agreement at some point uh, for them to use his likeness in what they've been doing, but it's not for the rest of the, the time uh, in eternity on earth what's weird to me is number one good but what's weird to me is how this thing like went do you know what i'm saying like i mean not only did bruce willis say no this didn't happen but the company also said no this didn't how does it become a story originally get as big as it gotten and get released to entertainment outlets across the country and it becomes a factual story here's the problem with our world today that it doesn't take much to light a fire of viralness going on and you can take you can just completely make something up and the right people see it and they're going to share it as news and the next thing you know that's the news well but here's the thing like there's a difference between something going viral on twitter and it getting picked up by reuters and all the kind of actual news outlets that actually put out this story on friday that it made it it's, seem like it was a real thing yeah here's the thing it's clear that 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 those um, that those publications and platforms don't treat entertainment news the same way they would like political news. You would hope, or any <laughs> other news. Right. Um, clearly, otherwise you wouldn't have something like this happen. But or it's just you know, I mean, Bruce is retired, and maybe there's just isn't as much attention to detail there. And so when it, something like that starts, it takes a little bit longer to put it out. 
It's what makes it the most very frustrating about it. But number one, like the story came from a reputable source. Number two, it came with video attached. And then yeah. number three, it also could have been easily debunked by it looks like two phone calls to both parties involved in the story, yeah. the person and the company, and that's, both would have said, "I don't know what you're talking about." That's bro. too much work, bro. And that's all it would take for this to go away. But listen, uh, I'm just happy that that he you know retains his own rights, and we're not going to see him pop up in really awful things in the future because that would have no, made we, me very we still sad. might. I know. I'm just saying, like, giving. there's a difference between saying, yes, I'll do this terrible movie, and going, hey, you guys figure out what you're going to put me in from here on out. Yeah. And we'll go from there. Could be one and the same. Could be the same way he figured out some of those jobs. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We'll wrap up the show here next on the X-Rocks. A fitting band to wrap things up, considering we kicked back off inflation retaliation here on the X this morning with your 9 o'clock code word. More code words coming later on today at 11, 1, 3, and 5. So keep listening, because again, the more correct code words you text in, the more opportunities you have to win that $1,000 that we're giving away every single weekday here on the X. We also gave away some pretty nice tickets, man. We had some VIP tickets to In This Moment and Nothing More that we blew out. We'll do that again tomorrow. We had tickets to Theory of a Dead Man. More of those coming tomorrow as well and we had a chance to talk tv shows and serial killers and eating out of the garbage and drinking pee i mean it was a crazy monday show yeah. big j Jeez, it what do you really was what are you signing up for here where else are you gonna find that stuff uh and that leaves you with the floor big j yeah october 13th uh the folks at burger king are launching the ghost pepper whopper nationwide nick hard pass buddy i know you can't do it uh it's got ghost pepper cheese queso sauce on jalapenos bacon what a mess that would be to eat, uh, just so you know. But also, you know, when they do these, it's not like they the the spice level, even though it says ghost pepper, is like you're entering some sort of spice contest, right? You know, it's 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 tampered a little bit, so uh, so that means it, it's it's meant to be somewhat enjoyable and not yeah. completely out of control. You know, have you thought any more about the one chip challenge? <laughs> about that chip that's sitting on my yes, yeah. I'm like, because the more I look in the like, I want to go on the record and say I don't think you should do it. I'm yeah, no, I, I, I am kind of passed, uh, okay. passed by that, and I kind of look at it every now and then. I'm like, oh, I feel bad you bought this chip. It's not a cheap chip, but like you came and like, I want to do this, let's do it. And then I bought it, and then I, I'm pretty ignorant to this stuff because I don't see all these things. And I started looking at videos, and I'm like, that doesn't seem like it would be something fun for you or yeah, anything the, that you should do at all. The last thing I need to do is have a damn heart attack in the studio <laughs> right. from eating a spicy chip. I see chip. all these people that say it's no big deal, and then like the end of the video is they're going to the hospital. I'm like, I don't want Big J to do that. Yeah, I mean, that serious stuff can have real effects on your, your health system, and I don't know if I want to mess with it. Right yeah, now. so I don't <laughs> even know. Like, I mean, would you enter into this world? Do you have any interest in this ghost pepper? Oh, sure. Yeah, okay. like I said, it's one of those things. It's not you're not entering into a, a deal of life and death where you have to sign a piece of paper. Yeah, but you've done that too with the habanero yeah. pizza sure. from from Flying Pie. That's no yeah, joke. I tell you either. right now, I couldn't do a quad. I'd be like, uh, 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 I've uh, seen you do a trip and and think twice about it, and so I I don't blame you. I understand. But it's when is that October what thirteenth? So check it out if you want like some spicy food in your palate. Morning after with Nick and Big J. That's it for us. Jason Drew's up next. Have a good one. CX rocks. The Morning After podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.